Welcome to the Dell Healthcare Power Chat podcast series, where you hear from the experts about healthcare technologies. Welcome to part two of our podcast on an update of the four pillars of healthcare transformation with Kevin Crosby, Dell's Director of Healthcare for the Americas. In part one, Kevin explained that application transformation has replaced security transformation as one of the pillars, with security assuming an overarching role over all the pillars. Application transformation consists of the themes DevOps and data science, application rationalization, and application integration. Let's pick up the conversation. Kevin, thank you so much for that update on the new pillar, which is application transformation. But let's take a check back on the other three pillars, and we'll start with healthcare IT transformation. Tell us the key components of that. Absolutely. And again, this is really our bread and butter. So first, it's around multi-cloud. So this ties back to what we actually just discussed, Bruce, around applications and understanding the reliance that each one of these applications has on the infrastructure for the performance and their resiliency. If you have that understanding, it allows us to be a lot more consultative and make informed recommendations on how to really truly leverage different clouds and operating models. So that really foundationally is our lead message when it comes to health IT transformation. And of course, underpinning that is modern infrastructure, which is really about driving ruthless standardization in IT by leveraging new technologies that are evolving. And then finally, clinical workload optimization. And we think about the EMR and medical imaging environments as core to that. So this is where the folks from our dedicated vertical that own the ISV relationships really come into play. They leverage our healthcare innovation lab to test these mission-critical applications and develop the right reference architecture to ensure the best performance and uptime of those mission-critical applications. Drilling a little bit into the healthcare IT transformation attributes, can you give us some examples of how modern infrastructure is evolving? Probably the biggest examples, Bruce, would be around converged and hyper-converged infrastructure. This infrastructure is driving amazing efficiency inside of IT. It's really helping break down those silos inside of IT of storage, network, and compute. I've seen healthcare systems reduce the number of FTEs supporting that EMR environment by half or more through leveraging technologies like converged and hyper-converged. Progressive organizations are taking the resources and retraining them to do activities that really are above that value line, that bring real value to the organization. Things like creating data lakes or taking that FTE and getting them trained to become a data scientist. Very innovative things that are evolving IT to bring more value to the business. So there's our update on health IT transformation. What's the latest in connected health? Our transformation pillar around connected health arguably is probably the hottest pillar that we have that we're talking about. The three big focus areas that we have are around clinical workforce productivity, healthcare IoT, and AR and VR. We've actually had a few podcasts on clinical workforce productivity. Looking more closely at that, can you tell us about the recent progress being made in personas? Yeah, absolutely. And again, encouraging you to go back and listen to the podcast because we have a dedicated resource, Sushmit Paul, who's been tackling this. Again, the huge challenge around clinical productivity in physician and clinician burnout. 
Unfortunately, in healthcare in the United States, we've seen around a 40% increase in burnout over the last five years. A lot of that is because doctors and nurses, they're doing over 4,000 clicks and scrolls throughout their day. They're spending two hours with technology for every hour that they spend with a patient. And we all know they did not sign on for that. That's not why they became doctors or nurses. So what Sushman has done is he's taken a persona-driven approach to really ensure the right device at the right time for the workers at the hospital to really mitigate those clicks and scrolls and give them more time with the patients and start really whittling down the physician burnout increase that we're starting to see. He's doing really neat work where he's working closely with clinical staff and nurses. He's working with chief nursing informatics officers to really understand kind of that day in the life of the clinicians, what their workflows look like, and what's that right device to make them as happy and productive as possible. He's doing amazing work. Well, and you may not know that right now, Sushmit holds the record for being on the most healthcare power chats. So we love Sushmit here on the podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm blessed to have him on my team. He's wonderful. Two other focus areas under Connected Health, Internet of Things and ARVR, or Augmented and Virtual Reality, are pretty bleeding edge these days. Can you give us an update on those areas? You're absolutely right. They are definitely more bleeding edge, but I wouldn't say that they're in the hype cycle. People are really trying to get their arms around it, and there's absolutely huge interest. And because it is fairly bleeding edge, our customers are really looking to us, Bruce, for guidance. Guidance for how to capture and integrate all the sensor information from things like the wearables and home devices that are now proliferating out there. Guidance on how to leverage AR, VR into their enterprise. So, for example, we're partnering with VR companies to help surgeons do pre-op surgical prep and planning. We're helping deal with post-op patients to reduce the pain levels because researchers are finding that a brain can only assimilate so much information. And if we immerse that post-op patient in a VR world, she or he cannot process the pain to the degree that they would outside of that VR world. So when we think about part of the opioid crisis in the world right now, some of it stems from the acute care setting post-op. So if we can start taking that post-op patient and drop that pain level down from a seven to a four, obviously we're able to get them off the opioid in a much quicker fashion. Okay, let's move on to the last pillar of precision medicine. What are the key components of that pillar and what's new in that area? First, it's really around big data and analytics, AI, machine learning, deep learning. We have ready bundles, but we also have a strong competency around creating enterprise data lakes like we did at Partners Healthcare or solving for specific use cases, challenges at a specific system like sepsis and hospital-acquired conditions and infections or readmissions. So, Bruce, a story I like to tell is actually about a very large system in Colorado. We ran an analytics visioning workshop where we bring in members from the business and IT, and we talk about different use cases that they're trying to solve for. As I kind of joke, what is really kicking their us? And it wasn't in this case sepsis or readmissions or hospital-acquired conditions like falls or bed sores. For them, it was actually a challenge around clinical staff turnover. 
in the healthcare provider industry, typically we see a turnover rate of around 12% a year. Unfortunately, this system was suffering from a clinical staff turnover of around 20%. So they asked us to kind of roll up our sleeves and help them figure out why they were suffering from such a turnover rate. So we did a lot of interviews with their clinical staff. And at the end of it, we figured out that the clinical staff was perpetually on call. And if you're perpetually on call, you cannot live your life. You can't have that big, nice glass of cab. What we did was started to look at external events. Snowfalls were here in Colorado. Broncos games, ski seasons, and started to try to figure out the right way to staff each of their departments so they didn't have to have a litany of people on call. We figured out that one to four inches of snow, we saw a big spike in the ER and we needed to staff up for that. But over six inches, Bruce, we figured out the city shuts down and hardly anybody's coming into the ER. So we don't need all of those clinical staff sitting there waiting around. And over the last three years, we've been able to take that 20% yearly clinical staff turnover and get it back down to that industry average through data science in our analytics. Again, a very atypical but cool story I love to tell there. Second under precision medicine, Bruce, is really around HPC, high-performance computing and genomics. Arguably, we have a better ability to help customers here than anybody else. We've built many, many of the largest HPC clusters in the world, and folks like Translational Genomics are using these clusters to work on beating pediatric cancers. Really slick stuff. Kevin, the third aspect of precision medicine is digital pathology, which we know generates huge amounts of unstructured data. Tell us the latest in managing and exploiting that onslaught of data. So for Dell EMC, first and foremost, it's all about managing and storing that unstructured data. We've got amazing solutions like Isilon and ECS that can handle these digital path studies. And these studies can range from a couple of gigs all the way up to almost four terabytes for a study. Just inordinate amount of data here that we're having to manage. And we also have great partnerships, Bruce, with leaders inside of Digital Path like Huron, Inspirata, and Philips that really can provide the scanning, searching, and indexing capabilities that they're looking for out of a Digital Path solution. And indeed, we just had Patrick Miles from Huron on the podcast. If we could, Kevin, let's move on to security. And we know that security has been taken away from its own pillar and given an overarching role over all aspects of healthcare transformation. How does that apply for each of the pillars? First and foremost, Bruce, we've got to understand that healthcare literally has become the most target-rich environment for bad actors of any vertical that there is, whether it's state-sponsored terrorism or from other countries or organized crime that's looking to steal information to get prescription drugs or people stealing PHI, protected health information, and PII, personally identifiable information, so they can build health profiles to go and sell out on the dark web. Target rich. So our products and services from not only Dell EMC, but VMware to manage to the endpoint, RSA, SecureWorks, and the services that they offer, they literally can address all of these different mounting security challenges that our healthcare customers are facing every day. Kevin Crosby, this has been a wonderful update on the four pillars and how security provides an overarching aspect to the four pillars. Where can listeners go to find the latest on the four pillars? So just dell.com forward slash healthcare. 
And there you're going to find our four pillars and actually a presentation around the four pillars and some fantastic customer success stories there, as well as all of our healthcare solutions can be found at that site. Kevin Crosby, Director of Healthcare for Dell for the Americas. Thank you so much for this update on the four pillars of healthcare transformation. Any final thoughts? My final thought is actually hope. I'm hopeful that this discussion illustrated that Dell EMC's healthcare vertical really does have the right focus to be a true partner to our healthcare customers. That's wonderful stuff. Thank you so much for being on the podcast, Kevin, and hopefully we can have you back on a future healthcare power chat. Thank you so much, Bruce.